stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Well, as we know, legalized cannabis is coming. Uh, once we get to July 1st next year, we got some idea of where you're going to be able to buy cannabis. Uh, what about where you're going to be able to use it? Maybe in, in some public places, but more or less, it's going to be confined to the home. You go to the store, you buy the marijuana, you bring it home, you can use it there. Or conversely, you buy some seeds, bring them home, grow the plants, harvest it, and then use it. So in the privacy of your own home, your home is your castle. But what if your home is also somebody else's home? Or more to the point, what if you live in your home, but somebody else owns it? Who prevails in that tension between tenants and landlords? Who has the final say on whether marijuana can be consumed in the home, grown in the home? And what about medicinal marijuana? Because maybe it's not just about what you get to do in your home for recreation. But do tenants have a, a right, almost like a human right then, to, to use the medicine that they've been prescribed to use, even if it involves growing, harvesting, and smoking cannabis? So there's a lot of uncertainty as we uh, march toward July 1st next year. Joining us on the line to uh, talk a bit more about these issues is uh, Christopher Suster. He's a, a lawyer, a uh, member of the Board of Directors for the Calgary Residential Rental Association, also with the Canadian Cannabis Chamber of Commerce. Christopher, so great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. All right. So how confused are people? How frustrated and worried are people uh, ahead of July 1st of next year? Well, there is some concern amongst landlords. Uh, I haven't heard so many concerns amongst the tenants. Uh, We've actually responded. The Calgary Residential Rental Association is putting on a seminar on December 5th. Unfortunately, this seminar sold out quite quickly, so I think that's a good indication of the interest and the concern of landlords. And it's to address the very issues that you just raised. Uh, What we're hearing from landlords is that there is concern about the potential damage to their properties. Uh, those damages can relate to things such as uh, things that would be common with just regular cigarette smoking, burns in the carpets, smoke damage to the walls and the ceilings. There's also some potential concern with fire hazards. Uh, if someone's growing marijuana, there's a perception that they're going to need higher voltage light bulbs. They may have to tamper with the electrical system uh, for that purpose. There would be excessive heat from light bulbs, uh, you know, potential water damage if there's hydroponics as well as toxic chemicals such as pesticides. Okay, so it would be seen as different from you know, having a few plants in your home or even you know, growing a tomato plant uh, or something like that. Yeah, it's, it, I mean, in the vegetative state, it would be similar to a house plant. I, I understand that there will be height, height restrictions as well, um, so they can't grow you know, eight feet high. I think they're, they're suggesting about four feet high. Um, but the marijuana plant, in order to yield its fruit, the buds, if you will, uh, requires that it be uh, it be flipped into bud, and so there's a different uh, light uh, requirements based upon the vegetative state as as the flowering state. And it's not like you can just stick it in a window and that's going to be sufficient. Most people would want to grow the plant so they'd have the the greatest yield possible. Um, so yeah, there there is a difference between a house plant and there is a difference between growing the marijuana plant, for those from that perspective. But also in relation to uh, what some people you know tend to see as being a noxious fume from the marijuana plant, uh, you know, akin to the smell of a, a skunk. 
Well, if, if there, those issues are presented, are there ways to deal with that in, in terms of having policies that, that would pertain to the, you know, the, the building itself and not doing damage to the building, not causing uh, issues for other people? Or is there still some gray area on how far landlords can, can go? Well, I think there are, are some gray areas, and I think you know there's a, a clear distinction between recreational use and medicinal use, as, as you alluded to in the preamble. Uh, I think it really revolves around the issue of potential discrimination, and I know that some landlords, especially the, the Edmonton counterpart of their association, is looking at human rights issues. And they revolve around discrimination of uh, protected grounds. And and I think it's quite clear that recreational use is not a protected ground under the Human Rights Act. But medicinal may be. And I think it hinges upon dependency. If someone is dependent upon a drug, then that can be considered to be a recognized disability. And that may be protected under human rights. Even then, I would suggest there needs to be a balancing because the landlord needs to reasonably accommodate and accommodate up to the point of undue hardship, but also a consideration in a multifamily housing context of potential significant interference with other tenants. And where the courts and or the tribunals will draw the line between those equities is something that's you know, yet to be determined. But isn't that the reality now? Even if we abandon legalization, uh, medicinal cannabis use is, is currently the reality in Canada, is it not? It is. It is. So isn't, isn't it a separate issue? Excuse me? Well, isn't it a separate issue from legalization for recreational use? Um, to a certain extent, it is, yes. Yeah, I mean, as, as far as the recreational use is concerned, uh, you know, I think there's an easy solution for those landlords that are concerned uh, about the potential hazards or damages to their property. In that context, my advice would be include prohibitive language in your lease agreement. Um, you know, you can't grow or smoke uh, marijuana recreationally. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, Colorado has imposed uh, legislation in their Amendment 64 that does just that. It actually goes a little further in that property owners may actually prohibit or otherwise regulate the possession of marijuana. Interesting. So from the recreational standpoint, I think that a, a landlord would well be within its rights, and the courts would quite likely um, enforce a provision that was breached that said no smoking or growing marijuana within within the premises. Right. Yeah, which seems reasonable to me. Uh, I mean, can't they do that right now when it, as it pertains to tobacco smoke, to say that this is a, a no-smoking uh, apartment, for example? Absolutely, and the courts have repeatedly enforced those provisions and have terminated tenancies on the basis of a substantial breach of the of the residential tenancy agreement. Interesting. So if we, if we are in a situation where there's a tenant uh, who has uh, prescription or is using cannabis for medicinal reasons, are, are there ways to, to build in some protections? If, if both sides are, are willing to, to cooperate and, and be upfront with what's going on, uh, to either maybe have some kind of a damage deposit uh, provision that would cover potential damage resulting from that or to, you know, find ways of saying, well, you grow it here but not here, or what, what options are there to try to come up with some kind of a solution that works for both sides? Well, I think I, you hit upon something that's very important, and that's, that's the, uh, the cooperation between the landlord and the tenant and open dialogue. Yeah. You know, if a, if a tenant is looking to grow marijuana or smoke marijuana in a premises and you're not an existing tenant, you're looking at a prospective property, you, you know, the tenant would be well advised to, to openly discuss that with the landlord. Uh, you know, just because you are able to do something or can do something doesn't mean you necessarily should or, or it would not result in problems within those premises. 
Um, what I found was interesting in, in doing some research is that there are emerging technologies that I think can eliminate some of these concerns of landlords, certainly the threats to damage or fire safety or water damage, as well as the potential for what we refer to as noxious fumes. Mm. There's actually these pods that you can obtain that you can grow marijuana in, and you plug them in and they operate much like a refrigerator would within the premises. Now, I understand the uh, Rental Association, the Calgary uh, Residential Rental Association, I get some seminars planned for later this year. And from what I understand, there's there's been a lot of interest in that. There has. There has. The, 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 the seminar that is set for December 5th is sold out. Um, sold out in record time. We're contemplating whether or not we may have to run uh, another seminar or whether we might make available uh, to the members uh, a webinar at a later date. But the interest has been overwhelming, and we're going to try to provide landlords uh, with some appropriate protections, uh, educate them as to, you know, the status of the law, where we think this might be heading, and, and encourage the open dialogue between landlords and tenants to, to avoid, to the extent possible, uh, any conflict between them in relation to either medicinal or recreational use. Yeah, well, there's some important issues for sure. More at uh, CRRA.ca. That's the Calgary Residential Rental Association website. Christopher, thanks for uh, joining us here today. Appreciate this. Thanks for having me. Take care. That's uh, Christopher Suster. He's a uh, Suster around there, a lawyer based here in Calgary. Uh, works with the uh, Calgary Residential Rental Association. He's part of their board of directors and is also involved with the Canadian Cannabis uh, Chamber of Commerce. So, yeah, a lot of interest in uh, some of these seminars because I think uh, certainly landlords want to know what their rights are. What kind of conditions are they able to impose on tenants? What kind of demands can they make uh, about growing cannabis or using cannabis? Certainly when it comes to smoking, I think we do have an appropriate parallel with tobacco. Uh, Maybe once we we get to the point where edibles are are being regulated, maybe that will help address that side of it too. All right, 974-8255. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.